0: Welcome to the evening episode of Honey in the Rock. We hope you've had a great day and we've got a great show ahead for you. Stick with us. This evening's episode is titled, The Upright Shall Dwell in Thy Presence. It shall be focused on the study of Psalms chapter 140. Before we go any further, we'll begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for Thy word. And we thank Thee, Lord, as David was saying here, Lord, that the upright shall dwell in Thy presence. We thank Thee, Lord, as the scriptures tell us, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered into the hearts of men what God hath in store for those who love Him. So help us, Father, to forsake all the worldly pleasures and entertainments and set our eyes on Calvary. Like it says, you had your eyes fixed on Calvary. So, Father, help us to run this race Diligently, like your scriptures tell us, lay aside all that sin that so easily beset us and run the race with patience. Help us, Father, we cannot make it without you. In the name of thy Son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Up next, we shall
1: listen to Psalms chapter 140. Psalm 140. To the Chief Musician, a Psalm of David. Deliver me, O Lord, from the evil man. Preserve me from the violent man. Which imagine mischiefs in their heart. Continually are they gathered together for war. They have sharpened their tongues like a serpent. Adder's poison is under their lips. Selah. Keep me, O Lord, from the hands of the wicked. Preserve me from the violent man, who have purposed to overthrow my goings. The proud have hid a snare for me and cords. They have spread a net by the wayside they have set gins for me. Selah. I said unto the Lord, Thou art my God. Hear the voice of my supplications, O Lord. O God the Lord, the strength of my salvation, Thou hast covered my head in the day of battle. Grant not, O Lord, the desires of the wicked. Further not his wicked device, lest they exalt themselves. Selah. As for the head of those that compass me about, let the mischief of their own lips cover them. Let burning coals fall upon them. Let them be cast into the fire, into deep pits, that they rise not up again. Let not an evil speaker be established in the earth. Evil shall hunt the violent man to overthrow him. I know that the Lord will maintain the cause of the afflicted and the right of the poor. Surely the righteous shall give thanks unto thy name. The upright shall dwell in thy presence.
0: Up next, we shall listen to a sermon by Rev. William Branham titled, Questions and Answers, Part 2. This was preached in 1954 on January the 3rd in the evening. We'll begin at paragraph 13 up to paragraph 78. I trust you'll find it to be a blessing.
2: Now, does man at death go to heaven or, or to hell immediately, or do they wait for the judgment? That's a very good question. And it it would do a lot of good consideration because every man is interested what is he going to be after this life is over. Every man is interested. Well, for my part, I I would know I have to answer from the Bible. I guess a woman ran up a $50 phone bill a while ago from Los Angeles about 35 or 40 minutes or maybe longer on long distance Trying to get me to say that it was legal and right for her to leave her husband and marry another man. I wouldn't do it. I said, No, sir. She said, Well, my husband's a sinner and this man's a Christian. I said, That has nothing to do with it. You'll be in adultery as sure as anything. So, Well, I'm a tuberculous case and there's not even need for me to live. If I can't add this man, I said, You're just infatuated and not in love because you couldn't be. That's all. Because that's your husband. And you're about to live with him until death separates you. Anything else match your ring. and so she just kept hanging on. I said, "Lady, there's no need." She said, "If you'll just tell me, it's all right." I said, "I wouldn't do it." I said, "I'm." She said, "Well, brother Brandon, we got so much confidence in you." I said, "Then listen to what I'm trying to tell you. I'm telling you the truth, for I can't say nothing but what God said. God yes, said right. that's true, so that's just exactly the way it is. See, I said that's the way it's supposed to be, and that's the way it has to be. Now, in these questions, that's the way we want them to be." Now, it's always thought. Now, in here, you realize in this little handful of people tonight, there's probably all kinds of different ideas. And we think they're all good. Every one of them. Your idea is good. And it's, uh, but now what we do, we have to have somebody, just like geese, ducks, anything, everything, bees, everything has a leader. If the queen bee dies, you know what happens. the leader duck dies, they have to get him another one that they just have to have a leader and man's got to have a leader. And the leader is the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit sets in the church. First apostles after that prophets and so forth. Someone said not long ago, said, Bob, Brother Branham, we don't need anybody to teach us. When the Holy Ghost comes, you don't need anybody to teach. Said, the Bible said, you do not need teaching. I said, then why did the same Holy Spirit set in the church teachers? See, they set the church in harder. They would, we got to have teachers That's right. But you oughtn't have anyone who don't have to teach you saying, Thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not swear. You already know that your very conscience of the Holy Spirit tells you it's wrong to do that. But now as far as scriptural teaching, it takes a Holy Ghost anointed. That's right. And God has set the church in order by apostles and prophets and gifts of healing and miracles and so forth. He set the church in order and put the teachers and so forth in there to guide and direct His church. And this morning, we, as we said, Jesus over the earth is his body. And just as his body moves, it's just like the shadow reflecting to the earth, it'll move with it. Now, many people, the Adventist people, believe that when a man dies, that he goes right into the grave and stays there, soul, body, and everything else until the resurrection. And they call that soul sleeping. Well, that's all right. <laughs> it's all right as long as they believe Jesus Christ. is born again. That won't hurt But now, according to the Scriptures, that when the person dies, if he's a Christian, if he's born again, filled with the Holy Spirit, he'll never have to stand in the judgments of God. See, he goes straight to the presence of God. And he'll never have to be in judgment because he's already... See, I don't have to stand for what Christ did for me. Now, I was a sinner. But Christ's judgment... Here's, here's a full thing in a few words. God said, the day you eat thereof, that day you die. That's it. Now God's got to keep His Word. He can't do nothing else but keep His Word. Because He's God. Well then, He can't, and you're separated from God, and then you're born in sin, shaped in iniquity, come to the world speaking lies. So when you're born, you're a sinner by nature. So there's nothing in the world you can do about it. There's nothing I could do to save myself or you to save yourself. It's what Christ did for us in God. Or what Amen. God did for us in Christ. Amen. See? It isn't whether I think this or I do this. It's whether He did that. Amen. Well now, we're in Him. Then He stood God's judgments. He took the judgment. And Him being innocent from sin, knowing no sin, yet was made sin for us. Amen. So as long as you're in Christ, you are free from judgment. When I see the blood, I'll pass over you. See, see? that's it. The blood that freezes. Now, the the sinner's got to stand judgment. And there won't be but this judgment. It's just like a a circle or a rainbow around the world of the blood of Christ. As long as you're in here, if God could look upon the earth in its condition tonight, any other way than through the blood of Christ, he would destroy it in a second. You'd have to. Certainly you'd have to. That's where the judgments is coming. Now, if as long as the man's under here, no matter if the man is a drunkard and a gambler and a horrible unbeliever, the mercies of God still atones for him. And a woman, she might be, ever what she might be, a prostitute or whatever, the blood of Jesus Christ still atones for her. But the minute that her soul leaves this body and she goes beyond that, she's passed over mercy in the judgment. God's already judged it. That settles it. She's Amen. done. She's judged. She judge you judge yourself. By the way you treat God's propitiation, therefore, your sins. Amen. Okay? You judge yourselves. You don't judge him just enough to forgive you. See, if you think he'll forgive you, confess your faults and he'll forgive you. Then by one spirit. Notice we're all baptized into one body. And as that body was raised up by God, resurrected from the dead. Justified, setting at his right hand in power and majesty in heaven, so them that are dead in Christ are in Christ and free from judgment and will come forth in the resurrection. Now, but when we die now, when we die now, we go directly into the presence of Almighty God in a celestial body. If I meet Brother Neville up there with both die now, an hour from now I'd meet him, I'd say, Greetings, Brother Neville. Amen. Talk to him. I couldn't shake his hand. He's in a celestial body. I could talk to him. He looked just like he does there. I look like I do. But we could talk to one another, but we couldn't touch one another because we haven't got any of the five senses of see, taste, feel, smell, and hear. See? But we would be immortal, and we'd see one another. We live in the blessed realms for the altar of God. Don't you know? John saw the souls under the altar crying, "How long, Lord? How long?" To come back to earth to be clothed up on. Then when Jesus, which is in us now in the form of the Holy Ghost, when His celestial body, the Holy Spirit, returns with the glorified body, we'll be glorified with Him and in His likeness. See what I mean? Then I'll shake His hand and say, Here "Here it is, Brother Neville. Then we'll eat. Look, Jesus told His disciples, taking the communion, He said, I'll eat the more of the fruit of the vine. Until I eat it and drink it with you anew in my Father's kingdom. Is that right? There he is. So when the dead dies, a justified person, standing in the presence of God, goes into His presence as an immortal being, and lives in the blessed realms of peace until the day that returns back. Now there was a time that the people didn't go into the presence of God when they died. The justified. That was in the Old Testament. They went into a place called paradise. And there the souls of the just waited in paradise. But paradise was a place where God kept the souls. in like a dreamland. Until the blood of Jesus Christ was shed. For the blood of bulls and goats would not take away sin. It only covered up sin. But Jesus' blood takes away sin. Do you notice that his, when he died at Calvary? And on His return, He brought out from the graves those dead saints that had died under the atonement of blood of bulls and goats and heifers. And they entered into the city. Oh, it appeared to many. How beautiful a picture. Oh, we get paint it just a moment. Look at Jesus when He died. Here, as I've often said, I believe in the church here. There's a, a role here, like in here lives mortal beings. And each one is in this great conglomeration of gaiety, of blackness and darkness. Mortals live in here. Now they're either influenced from this way or from that way. You cannot be here, a spiritual being, sinner or saint, without having an influence from the underworld or from the above world. Amen. If you're influenced from here, you're from above. Your celestial body is waiting up here. But if you're wicked and hypocritical and indifferent, your celestial body is down here regardless of how much you think it's up there. Because the fruit that you bear before people proves where you're from. So you are here what you are somewhere else. Your life that you live here is just reflecting what your inheritance is when you leave here. Do you understand? We are right now. Oh, when I think of that, Amen. we are right now glorified in the presence of God. Amen. Born-again believers. For if this earthly tabernacle be dissolved, we have one already waiting in glory. Not Amen. somewhere else right down there already waiting now. Amen. And these earthly bodies grown to be clothed up on that immortality. Is that right? Amen. Sickness and aches and pains and disappointments and heartaches. And, oh, I'll be glad when the old pest house is closed up, won't you? Yes, sir, we can go home. That's right. Yes, we are grown to be clothed up on the spirits groaning. Oh, and you look and see all the things around about. All this conglomeration, stink and sin and mortal living and deceit. And everything I think, oh God, how much longer will it be? One of these days, I'm going to preach my last sermon. Hey. will lay the Bible down like this and go home. Hey. Oh, what a time that'll be! And when this earthly tabernacle is finished here, it won't be one second. No, I'll be in that one yonder, so will you. Oh, my. no wonder they said, This robe of flesh, I'll drop and rise and seize the everlasting prize and shout while passing through the air. Sure, moving on up. Now, where is that? When do we have it? Now! Those who He justified, He also glorified. And do you realize that our glorified immortal bodies is waiting in the presence of Jesus Christ right now, waiting for us to come? Amen. You know when a baby is begotten in this earth, before it's delivered, it's got life, but it hasn't been delivered. And just as soon as that baby comes to, uh, begins to, uh, is born, its lungs are all closed up, and it's dead, its muscles are quivering and jerking, but the first thing, just a little spank or two like that, and he'll catch his breath. What's the matter? As soon as that natural body is being formed in the mother, there is a spiritual body waiting to receive it just as soon as that baby's born. Amen. And just as sure as this spiritual body is being formed, there's a natural body waiting to receive it as soon Amen. as it goes out of this world. See? Amen. It's vice diversity. Right back to Eden again. See? Amen. It's right back. Now, in there, God, while death, that just, that just knocks all the stain out of death there is. Well, no wonder Paul can stand and say, death, where is your stain? Grave, where is your victory? He said, thanks be to God who gives us a victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Yes, sir. Praise the Lord. This earthly tabernacle be dissolved. We already got one waiting. So just forget about it. Now, to you, friend, if you're a sinner who asks this, God be merciful to you. Yes, sir. You're not only under condemnation now. Not here. No, you prosper and go on. And that's all through the mercies of God. That's all through the mercies of God that you prosper and do what you do. That's true. But one of these days, if you're a sinner and your soul slips out, it'll go yonder into judgment and will be condemned. And then you'll be cast away. And you'll be in torment until the day that you are uh, brought back to this earth again and you will receive an immortal body. An immortal body that cannot die and will be cast away. In the outer darkness, where there will be weeping, wailing, and gnashing of teeth. You'll be cast into hell, where the worm never dies, or fire is never quenched. And you'll be tormented through all ages there is to come. Jesus said that. That's a black picture, but it's what the Bible says. If God so condemned sin and had to cost such a price, what will it be if those unjust spirits could ever be made loose again? We'd have another thing like we've had in the last six thousand years. Is that right? There'll never be an opportunity again. Now you say, "Well, I believe." And when you go to the grave, you you go to hell. Your body goes to hell. That's right. Hell means separation. Death means separation. Your body dies, separates. You go from your loved ones here. But that's not what we're talking about. It's once the point of the man to die? Then after that, the judgment. See? Now, when you if you have to stand the judgment of God. You're going to be judged by an angry God, and God has going has already pronounced what He was going to do. So you know what your judgment will be before you even get there. So the thing to do is to be saved and have this glorified being. Look, if I have to, if my spirit, look, we're not something dead. We're alive. If if my if this desk here, if this plank had the life in it that's in my finger that desk and it had an intelligence to move it it can move like my finger moves we're not made of that kind of material we are made of, 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 of cells and of life and of fiber and there's a spirit here that controls it all and just look how fast it has to travel look here my hand touches that now no sooner than, there has to be a negative and a positive reaction as soon as my finger touches that It feels that. That quick, it goes to my mind and my mind says, that's cold. And go back. See? How quick that is. Quicker than thought. Quicker than anything. Is that act there. What is it? There's something alive in there. That nerve works on the mind. See what I mean? The nerve touches it, feels it, and says to the mind, it's cold. The mind says it's cold because it's felt with the nerve. Oh my. You talk about a makeup. And then all of that how quick that God knows every thought that we think of everything that we do he knows of it so when the believer dies he goes into the presence of his maker his god and the sinner when he dies goes to his destination then at the return now i'm talking now of the elect but there's some that will come up in the second resurrection That'll have to stand in the judgment with the sinner to be judged with him. I won't be sure to get that. Now, there'll be the first that'll take place will be the, the coming of the bride. There will be people in the world. Uh, you now, you might differ a little with this, but listen close. Just because that you accepted Christ as personal Savior, that doesn't mean that you're going in the rapture. That's for the elect. That'll go in the rapture. Amen. There'll be a remnant that lets you on earth that'll go through the persecution and the great tribulation. The church will be caught up in the rapture. How many women here just know that when you're going to cut a piece of goods, you lay the goods out like this and lay your pattern on it like this and you cut the goods just according to the pattern. Is that right? Amen. And the rest of the goods is just the same kind of goods that's in the pattern. Is that right? Amen. But this is the kind you take... You might lay that away for farther use, but the, the goods that you cut out of. Now, who places a pattern? God by election. Amen. 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 God by election places a pattern. He said, Now I have chosen before the foundation of the world. I place these. While Jesus told the disciples that He was with them, and He had chosen them and knew them before the foundation of the world was ever laid. Amen. Is that right? Amen. So God places a pattern. Now, there'll be an elect that'll go in the rapture. And there'll be a group of people that's good, upright, holy living, God-saved people that will not be in the rapture. And they'll come up in the second resurrection because... Well, uh, I hope you won't get angry at me if I just make something real plain here to you. See, don't do it. I, I've got to say it because I this keeps choking to me, you see, to, to say it. Look. Now look, then I'm going to say this. There's a people that believe in justification by faith. See? And they live a good, clean, holy life. They believe in sanctification too. Receive. Look at Judas Issachar. Judas Iscaret was justified when he believed on the Lord Jesus Christ and accepted him as his personal Savior. Judas Issachar. Judas Isacharet was sanctified in John 17:17 17, 17 and was given power and Matthew 10, to go out and cast out devils. And Judas to come back after he healed the sick and cast out devils. And come back rejoicing and shouting just as much as any good holy roller you ever seen. Is that right? The Bible says so. But when he come to Pentecost, he showed his colors. Now watch that, that spirit. There's people in the world, today, good Christian people that'll believe in justification. Many of them, thousands, millions, that believe in justification, but they'll have nothing to do with sanctification. (coughs) We'd say that's Presbyterian, Episcopalian, and so forth. They believe in justification. Preach it. It's good. They're right. But now the the Nazarenes, Pilgrim, Holiness, Free Methodists, move up into sanctification. They believe in sanctification. Correctly. They're right. And they get victory and shout and praise the Lord. They're correct. They're right. But speak to either one of them about the baptism of the Holy Ghost and the power and signs and wonders. They'll show their color right there. Say, I don't want none of that. I don't believe. Well, even to my dear Nazarene people, believe that a man speaks with tongues is of the devil. And brother, you do that, you... Well, they put Dr. Reed out of the student admissions, the president of it, because that he spoke with tongues. said, we can't have it. I said, you can't preach like Paul, then. You can't accept Paul's gospel. For Paul said, forbid not to speak with tongues. Amen. That's right. But they, they say it's of the devil. They've seen a lot of counterfeit. and carried it all over there. See? But there is a justified and sanctified church. But deny that the baptism of the Holy Ghost is a different word from sanctification. But it is, it is a different word. Sure, it is. There were three elements came from Christ's body, and the same elements came from His body is what we used to go into His body. There was water, is that right? Blood, is that right? And spirit. And Jesus, the Scripture said there are three that bear record in heaven: the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. These three are one. They are one. But there's three that bear record in earth. They are not one, he said, but they agree as one. Water, blood, and spirit. Is that right? Now, you cannot have the Father without having the Son. You can't have the Son without having the Holy Ghost. But you can be justified without being sanctified. And you can be both justified and sanctified and still not have the baptism of the Holy Ghost. See, That's true. That's Scripture. These three, he said, that bear record in earth, water, blood, and spirit, and they agree in one. See, they are not one, but they agree in one. Because it's the same spirit with a measure. God gives us the spirit in measure. Now, Luther, under justification, that's what he preached. Is that right? Amen. Luther preached the just shall live by faith. Amen. And he had a great message. And that was a potion of the Holy Ghost. Then, Luther, when the message come forth, God was going to raise up his church and center out a greater. Oh, my. Luther said, Oh, we believe we've got it here. But John Wesley said, Oh, no. Him and George, we feel in that, They said, we believe in sanctification the, as being the second definite work of grace. Is that right? And they preached the blood. Well, if Luther didn't want to move, God just gave it to the Western Methodists. See? And they had it. And they had a revival that swept the world. And a real church. Well, now when that time comes along, now along comes the Holy Ghost evidence of signs, wonders, and miracles. Now... Wesley don't want to agree with this. Now, if Wesley was on earth and Martin Luther was on earth at these times, they would agree with it. But they just got about the second round of a, a, a four or five rounds of apostles passed to it, and they just sang it all away. Now, the Pentecostal received and believed in speaking in tongues, Then they turned it into initial evidence that everybody had to speak with tongues. That's an error. But now... Now they come back, those are God-given traits. Just like, I can't help because i got blue eyes, or God just given it, that's just gifts in the church. God set them and God has set in the church. See? Now, well, when they come along with that, now they had a great blessing, went far beyond the Luther, or the Methodist either one, and now they've organized in such a way until they're worse than the Methodists or others, the Pentecostals. And then they got to a place where the second, third round, it's been about 40 years since he began to receive speaking in tongues. But this tree of God has nine different fruits on it. And all any of these fruits you can have, see? God has sent them, but all together comes out of the tree. Now, justification, look at, look at this morning's lesson. When the judgment was set and the books were opened. Now, Jesus came with 10,000 times ten thousands of saints. And then the judgment was set. Here they all are around the white throne judgment as we went through the scripture with it. And the books were opened. And another book was open, which was the book of life. And these in the rapture was judging them. Amen. Is that right? Amen. Then that went home and received their glorified bodies and lived through the millennium was here in the white throne judgment judging those. He Amen. said he would separate the sheep from the goats. Now he'd say here, Wow, now look. You say, has that come up before Bounce, Brother Branham? In the white tone judgment. What about in the rapture? Well, in the rapture time, Jesus taught it as a parable. And He taught it in many different ways. Here's one way. He said that there was ten virgins went out to meet the Lord. And saw all of them were virgins, but some had oil in their lamps and some let the oil go out. Is that right? And when the bride... Now what was the oil? The oil was the Holy Spirit. The Bible said so. Now look, they were virgins. Now what does virgin mean? Holy, clean, separated, sanctified. Is that right? Amen. If I had a little glass here, I'd show you what I'll... Here, for instance, like this bottle here. If it was empty, and I picked it up, and it was just as dirty as it could be, I want to use it. Well, now, the first thing I want to do is justification. I pick it up because I want to use it. It's dirty. I found it out in the, in the pig pen or wherever it was. Now, if I'm the right kind of a person... Well I don't want to put something clean in there I'm going to have to use I I'd have to fix that thing up first Now the best thing to do is scour it, Clean it and Sanctify it is that right Now what does the word sanctify mean Clean and set aside for service The vessels of the old temple was cleaned And set aside for service Now there's the church God picked them up Through the Lutheran age justification Wesley age he sanctified them and at this age he fills him. See? He puts a life in him. And when this his life through the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit picked him up, the Holy Spirit sanctified him, the Holy Spirit filled him. See? It's all the same church. But now look, now in this day, now I think of Luther, Wesley, and all of them, many of them will go in the rapture. They had the portion of the Spirit was preached to them, they believed it. Now, in the rapture, there's people today in those denominations that didn't move on it's a there's only been one denomination that's God's church and it's just moved on it's the same but these organizations have broke these things up like that and many people today will look at the baptism of the Holy Ghost and say it's nonsense but yet they've been justified yet they've been sanctified but they say, oh, that Karen, all that stuff. I know the devil's got all kinds of scarecrows out. That's where you find the good apples is around where scarecrows are. At. That's right. Amen. Just go right on in behind the thing. Go to eat an apple, see? Now, this, then God, filled with the Holy Spirit. Then he set his church out to glorify. On the second coming, here comes the church back. The bride, now watch. See where they go through the tribulation here. He said these virgins that they come and said, uh, Give us of your arm. The bridegroom come, and sound went out, Behold, the bridegroom has come. Go ye out to meet him. And these virgins, who were virgins, holy, sanctified. Think of it. Holy, sanctified people without the baptism of the Holy Ghost. They said, Give us oil." And the church said, we just have enough for ourselves. You go. Pray up then, but it's too late then. So the church went into the wedding.
0: As you get towards the end of this episode, we'll end with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for Thy love and for Thy everlasting mercies. We thank Thee, Lord, for... You said Thy word is a lamp unto our feet, as David spoke often. And And you also said that it will not return unto you void. It will accomplish that which you set it out for, it. just like the dew doesn't come down, Lord, it come appear on the ground and not serve its function, or the waterfall from the skies and not perform that which you set it out for it to accomplish, nourish the plants. Father, we thank thee for thy everlasting love. And so help us, Father, to. Stay under that blood, and to stay under the word, and to continue to drink from the everlasting fountains of your word, and that it will push out the life of Christ from within us, push out all the malice, push out all the self, the selfishness, and push out all our ideas until we are completely yielded as vessels for your use. You know all the plans you have for our lives. Help us, Father, to yield ourselves to them. In the name of Thy Son Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you.